Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis and projections for next season, which are out right now. Guess what? All these things that are the best on the internet, they're free for you at HashtagBasketball.com. Go check them out. Like right now, what are you doing? What are you wait? What are you wasting time for? What are you like? Just go. It's really easy to get on the internet these days. Like back in the day, it's very hard to get on the internet. These days, very easy, incredibly easy. Too too easy. Maybe the downfall of society. But until the society does fall, which is any time now, go to hashtagbasketball.com. Get your free fancy basketball analysis right now. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is. The leader of the free people after the downfall of society, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Did you just tell people how to get on the internet when they had to get on the internet to listen to this? Um, yes. I don't think that was necessary, Michael. Thank you. I, you never know. What if someone uh, is fi- finding this in the future on a cassette tape? They're like, what the fuck? Internet. Some. You're, you're the drugs you've taken today must have been good. Uh, I hope uh, they always are. So, Tyler, enough. We're I think we're about halfway through. We're a little over halfway through our thirty teams in over thirty days. Um, we're rolling right through this. The season is sneaking up on us. I was in my first industry mock draft recently, and those um, results are up on the Patreon. Patreon dot com slash watching the boxes those are up there for free so if you want to go check out a recent mock draft i wouldn't use it as i would use it as a starting point i wouldn't use it as gospel at this point it's way too early to be doing a mock draft at this point i don't even have my rankings i think tyler you're not done with your rankings either yeah i mean i wouldn't say they're in stone i would say they're in someone in pencil yeah i like to kind of get a starting spot reiterate Go through the top 20, reiterate, go through the top 30, re, you know, keep building 40, 50 until you have a, a nice big list. Um, and once you get down to that, set, like, I like to do the tiers and the plateaus, something uh, if you're a new listener, uh, you probably haven't heard of yet. Um, I don't really like to rank rank because you look at Z scores and you look at the actual value of these players in a, you know, a blind taste test, right? Um, there's some absolutely elite people and then kind of starts evening out the plateau region like from 45 to 75 and then 75 to like 110 um and I, I like to just kind of pick the people with upside in those particular plateaus and that's the ones i really try to focus on because you never know who's going to be available that late in a draft and I'm, I'm nowhere close to picking my upside players that late in the draft oh uh, that's fair i mean i think there's a lot of uh, things that are going to change as far as you know what we see in training camp, what we see in preseason, and what injuries we see in preseason, right? Like uh, there could yeah. be some guys right now who we don't expect to really play at all that end up looking like they're going to get a starter's role because of someone going down. Absolutely, there's still a lot of unknowns. We're not even in preseason yet, but it never hurts to start looking at these teams, how they're shaping up, what they will look like next season, and today, tonight, tomorrow. Uh, right now, we're doing Toronto. We're doing them. We're doing the Toronto Raptors. You're talking about the Toronto Raptors. And I actually do think there's at least one, maybe two guys. There's one guy on my list who's like a a, a, a plateau target 
on this uh, on this uh, in this group of dudes that we're going to talk about. But let's not talk about that guy first. Let's talk about the first guy off the board for the Toronto Raptors because I think I would actually say this is the most unknown for me. What other people are feeling about Fred Van Fleet. I Fred Van, really Fred Van Fleet, the twenty-first player. Yeah. Right. In, in I really like Fred Van Fleet. It's not the like. That's the question. Exactly. I guess you might not like his field goal percentage, but in a head-to-head league, right? Some people get rid of field goal. Let's let's just look at what it looks like. Last year's ranking eight category league. Uh, you start punting field goals off the back, which we say, stop doing that. Stop punting from the beginning. It's a bad idea. But let's just say you happen to be uh, really good at field goals. And you can afford to have Fred Van Fleet, you know, 40% from the field uh, on your team. Guess what, Fred Van Fleet, if you are ignoring, if you are punting or ignoring field goal percentages, her game averages Fred Van Fleet 10th overall if you ignore field goals. Which we, we talked about this in a in a recent episode, how blocks kind of really bump these dudes up when they're like really mediocre and everything else, but they get two point three blocks. It's like it was almost like Fred Van Fleet is absolutely an elite player, except for he shoots like shit. And that brings his average down, but only in one category. He's fantastic in all the other categories. Yeah, and I mean he is my nineteenth ranked player coming into the season. I think he's just kind of going to be a little bit underrated too because I think there's going to be some hotter, younger names that people are going to be excited about. And Fred Van Vliet is literally elite in five categories. Oh, yes. He is really, really silly in one of those categories that are hard to get, which is steals. He's, you know, one, I think last season averaged 1.7 steals, which was pretty high for Fred Van Vliet, but still, like, very impressive. Um, he's one of the few, like, as we keep talking about the seven assists, it's hard to, um, just find a guy who gets seven assists. Assists are getting more and more rare. He's going to, there's no reason to think this guy, 28 years old, in his prime, isn't going to be close to seven assists, six and a half assists. He's a great rebounder for a guard. He hits, uh, last season he hit almost four three-pointers again we're talking about almost like curry level three-point production um and 20 points a game all of that yeah, is just great nobody to play over him i think that's what you like the most right malachi flynn Delano banton the two kind of backups on this team like fred van vliet is getting every minute he can handle yeah and i i think he is we talked we've talked about this quite a bit We've been putting our tiers together. We have a lot of third round players, but someone has to go in the second round. I'm not even Fred Van Fleet is not a third round player. Like I'm not even considering him in that group of third round players. Fred Van Fleet is a second round player. Period. Like he is absolutely fantastic. Even in Roto League, you can handle his 17 shots, shooting 40 percent. It can be done. It's been done. You can handle it. Well, yeah, and I think you just need to, you know, boost it in some ways with some, you know, really good field goal guys, and and that's possible. And um, you're not getting the threes, the assists, the steals. Even the rebounds for a point guard are pretty darn good at 4.4. All right, let's do it, Tyler. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. 
I'm Van ready. Fleet. Van Fleet or Donovan Mitchell? Um, I have Fred Van Fleet one spot higher if you really want to know. There you go. That's very nice. Fred Van Fleet or Chris Paul? Uh, just give me Fred Van Vliet. I think, you know, Chris Paul, that the, with the age, I think, you know, I, I'm not big on downgrading someone for age, but at the same time, like, there's no reason Fred Van Vliet isn't in his prime, and Chris Paul shouldn't be, even though he may still be. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Fred Van Vliet or Darius Garland? Uh, well, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, and Fred Van Vliet are three players in a row in my rankings. I have Fred Van Vliet the highest of those three. Wow. All right, let's see if I can catch you on at least one of these. Fred Van Fleet or Tyrese Halliburton? I actually have Tyrese Halliburton ranked 18th. Ooh, wow. Right here, hot hot corner for the guards on the Tyler rankings. Well, and he, last... So here's the, here's the reason for Halliburton maybe that I, I like him a little sure. bit better, right, is um, a little bit more assists, mm-hmm. probably similar steel production, right? So yeah, you like maybe a little things. more. And... Who's impeding Halliburton from taking a leap from 15 points a game last year to somewhere in that 20 mark that Fred Van Vliet is? Yeah, it almost feels like he's on a Fred Van Vliet-esque trajectory, right? Except for Tyrese Halliburton, a little more athletic and uh, a better shot, jump shot. But he he's doesn't have like that elite three-pointer. Not yet, anyway. Yeah, but again, like, what was going to be his third year, right? So, um, yeah, exactly. He's very good. Second to third year breakout, probably coming in. The, they're building the team around him, which you like, right? Like, you just like to see that in a young guard. He finished 25th last year in per game value, Tyrese Alberton. So, take a little leap probably is enough to put him a little bit over Fred Van Vliet. And both these guys, a half a block a game from your starting point guard is pretty nice. It's pretty silly, actually, a half a block a game. Uh, I'll tell you the difference, though. The temperature in the room for Tyrese Halliburton, very hot. Uh, in the uh, two early mock drafts, Tyrese Halliburton taken on the uh, se- the first pick in the second round, taken on the turn, the first turn. Fred Van Fleet taken on the second turn at the end of the second round. Much rather have myself a Fred Van Fleet at the end of the second round, beginning of the third round, than putting a Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, at the 13 spot in my in my uh, in my Mike only draft. Yeah, I mean Tyrese Halliburton's gonna have to take a really big leap to get up to 13th. Yeah, I think that's just. I think a lot of people are excited about the youth. They're excited about Tyrese Halliburton's situation, and I think Fred VanVleet will be overlooked in that particular space. He should not leave your second round. Um, I like Fred VanVleet this year. I probably will have a, few, uh, a handful of Fred VanVleets. Uh, a fleet of fleets, a fleet of Fred Van Fleets. Say that, say that five <laughs> times fast, Tyler. I was not expecting an alliteration on this uh, episode. You should always expect an alliteration. Uh, if you can get one out of the next guy, I'll be very impressed by you, Tyler. Uh, Pascal Siakam is my next Toronto Raptor off the board. I don't know if that's true about you, though, Tyler. Uh, yeah, no, Pascal Siakam was probably surprisingly good last year, right? Like, I didn't hear his name get brought up that much, but he arguably had the best season of his career, averaged 22.8 points a game, a career-high 8.5 rebounds, a career-high 5.3 assists, a career-high 1.3 steals. Like, Pascal Siakam was really good, played 38 minutes a game. It was absolutely yeah. insane. Um, a lot. Probably too many. Maybe. 
Um, he finished 36 in per game value. The question is, do we expect another step forward or the same production or maybe even a little step back, right? Like, he had done some things we'd really never seen him do. Yeah, I, I mean, I really, I think it's, I really like Pascal Siakam. I do think it's a little bit of the minutes gave him that bump. He's very, very good. He, I think he does get better every year. He's 28, so he's also in his prime. He's a kind of a almost one, one, one guy. He, he the blocks aren't there. Uh, the percentages are pretty good. The rebounds got better every single year. The points get a little bit better every single year. The assists get better every single year. I like those types of players who just scrape the the you know the edge and just go all right uh what 1.1 steals last year 1.3 steals this year uh four and a half assists uh, per game last year 5.3 this year i do think he's in his prime he could continue to scrape up upwards right uh i just don't know if the minutes are gonna be there for pascal siakam but i think the temperature is very cold in the room for pascal siakam uh, even with that surprising season, I really, really like him, and I think he's going to be in that in that fifty range for a lot of people, and he shouldn't be. He went sixty fifth in Yahoo drafts last year, fiftieth in Fantasy Pros consensus ADP. Um, finished thirty sixth. I think he's probably going to be somewhere in that um, forty to fifty range in drafts, and I think that's there's probably a nice little bit of value there for him. Um, in your league. So, yeah, I really like him. I think I'm going to own him on some teams. Um, this team's also strange that they don't really have a center. No. Right? They've got, like, and they don't really have a lot of positions. They just have, like, a lot of these, you know, 6'8 to 6'11 dudes, or 6'8 to 6'10 dudes who just are long and athletic and can be versatile and switch. And um, it's a very interesting team. Yeah, they have, like, the same six dudes. It's, like, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes. Uh, I guess Otto Porter's maybe, like, a smaller version of those guys. Chris Bouchard is a little bit the bigger version of those guys. Thaddeus Young is a very, um, you know, versatile version of that. Precious Achua is also the same version of all those players. So it's, like, uh, just plug and play, I guess, which uh, worked pretty well for the Toronto Raptors last season. Um, but the people who got the minutes really were um, those those kind of four major starters uh, and our boy uh, who is in my plateau um, target, Gary Trent Jr. Those are the only five dudes. They went very starter heavy. Um, those are the five. Well, actually, Preston Chua got a lot of starts last year. So they went very starter and six-man heavy. Um uh, all those guys averaged over 35 minutes a game last season. Is that right? Am I reading this right or am I looking at the wrong thing? Um, yeah, no. They all averaged over 35 minutes a game. The next closest player was Pressure Zachua at 24. Uh, yeah, unless you count Juwan Morgan's one game where he played 27 minutes. I will not. And, and that's why I think you know Bush, Chris Boucher, right, for a long time had been kind of a sleeper fantasy guy, and I think you should keep him asleep for the most part in your league because he played 21 minutes a game last year, 80 games. Don't really see that going up. Um, I think that they added on a Porter, and he might be that kind of sixth most minutes guy. You know, maybe it'll be Preston Chua. 
um, again, but like they're gonna play those five guys a ton, a ton of minutes again this year. Yeah, and it's gonna be Van Vliet, Siaka, Manobi, Barnes, Trent. That's gonna be their lineup for most of every game. And from a fantasy perspective, that's what you really, really like to see, right? You know, these guys are going to play a ton of minutes. That way, the production is gonna be up. And also, like heaven forbid, any of these dudes get injured, you know, their replacement is probably gonna play a lot of minutes. Uh, making uh, Chris like Chris Boucher and Precious Achua and maybe even Thaddeus Young, depending on the type of injury, depending on what they do, suddenly 30-minute uh, a game players, and suddenly they are standard league relevant as well. Yeah. Let's talk about a guy, I think it was the sleeper, maybe the sleeper of the century last, uh, was it last season? Yeah, the sleeper of the century last season, OG Ananobi. And I think last season we were like, hold, hold up, everybody. Um, OG and Anobi uh, could be uh, really good. He could almost be Pascal Siakam. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think I was off Ananobi last year. He went 48th in Yahoo Draft, 64th. Um, fantasy Pros he was going ahead finished... of Pascal Siakam for some reason, and he's, he's basically the same dude except for Pascal Siakam. was kind of better. Yeah, and he finished 65th. He only played 48 games. Uh, track record of staying healthy for two straight years has been pretty bad. He only played 43 the year before that. Um, a lot to like. Good in a lot of categories. A lot like Pascal Siakam. But again, I don't I don't want to pick OG Ananobi in the top 50, do you? I don't think I do. Um, but I think he burnt so uh, well. I think he burned a lot of people last season, right? Because he was the sleeper of the year. And I wonder how the vibes will be, the uh, the temperature of the room will be this season for a lot of people who um, kind of um, were not impressed by him last season. Taking, um, I think, quite frankly, a basketball step forward, but from a fantasy perspective, uh, finishing below uh, his... Um, peak in 2020 uh, excuse me 20 and 21 and also dealing with the injuries two years in a row right when's this guy gonna pan out so i'm hoping the temperature in the room on this guy is low and i don't have to take him in the top 50 i can take him closer to 75 and get myself a really really nice guy who has top 50 potential with a pick outside of my top 50 and i think all three of these next three guys are kind of in that 50 to 75 plateau for me um and I think that I, I actually think OG and Scotty Barnes will probably be top fifty picks, and I don't really want either one there. Yeah, it depends. I guess really going to depend uh, on the on the on the league. But it, quite frankly, well, I don't know. I don't know if you would if you had a toss up in the in the Tyler only draft. Are you taking Scotty Barnes or, uh, over OG and Anobi, or, or the other way around? Ah, oh, good question. It would probably a lot depend on my team. Um, and I really think maybe, too, it would depend on um, how many injury risks I already have. I feel good about Scotty Barnes playing 70 to 75 games. OG Ananobi has played 43 and 48 the last two years. So um, if I have a team with like some other guys, I'm a little bit worried about them maybe missing some time. I think I would go Scotty Barnes. If I feel good about how much my team is going to play, uh, I might go Ananobi. Yeah, I, man, I really, 
I really think Scotty Barnes is a great basketball player. Like NBA wise, I think Scotty Barnes is going to be an All Star sooner than later. Um, he's really, really fucking talented. He's just very, very good, and he is only twenty one years old. He's got the things that I like. I like to go look at the game log and just go, "Hey, this guy, I got an eye on. I see. I watch him play. I like what I watch." All right, let's go see if he's got anything that stands out here. And he has some 23, 12, and 5 games. Some uh, um, 28, 16, 4, and 5 steal games. Uh, he's just got some, like, really nice stat lines in here. Uh, even a, a 25, 8-rebound, 10-assist game. So as a 21-year-old who's still putting everything together, le- I like him getting better more than I like OG and Anobi getting better. Uh, even though I think they both have an opportunity here uh, to play 35 minutes a game and to both get better, I just like Scotty Barnes's upside a little bit better if he can figure out how to shoot a three-pointer, and I'm not sure he's going to be able to, and I think that might be the thing that's going to hold him back fantasy-wise. Um Overall, right? That might be why OG Ananobi does just outperform him fantasy-wise next season. Well, here's the other thing, too. I think, you know, this is virtually the same team. So they yeah. figured out how to split that pie kind of already. So why now would Scotty Barnes take more of that offensive pie and OG Ananobi take less of it? Like, I, I, I don't... I don't, I don't know. I think, I think they... Honestly, I think they should. That's what they should do. Scotty Barnes is... Like a just like a better all around player, I think than OG and OB. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair, but at the same time, like Ananobi is really good, and Barnes is still learning how to play and how to shoot. So I don't necessarily know that I think Scotty Barnes is going to be taking more shots this year as a twenty one year old, right? Like that's fair. You know what I mean? So, like, he got 13 a game last year. Does he get 14 or 15 a game? Maybe. Like, But I don't think it's going to be, you know, some big leap that most people are going to see. Like, where's Scotty Barnes going to be drafted? He finished 71st last year. Where's he going to be drafted? Hmm. 71st last season. People, I think people feel pretty good about Scotty Barnes. Um... I don't know. I think he'll go in that 75-80 range. I think he'll be kind of a target oh. in, in that range. I really do. I don't think he'll be a top 50 pick. Uh, no way, man. Young guy, hot name, everybody loves him. I don't see him getting outside of the top 50 in most, most drafts. He's won the rookie of the year, man. He's the last time uh, the reigning rookie right, of the year, not right. a top 50 pick. I mean, come it's, on. Just be, let's be real. When was the last time? Maybe I do not have a good... Um, feeling on the temperature. Where did he go in the uh, in the Mike Experts mock? Yeah, let me go look. Let me go look and see where he went in this mock draft. Um, oh no, shit! I but I don't know about these two picks. Uh, he went at the end of the fourth round. But he went forty uh, eighth overall relative. Yeah, well, yeah, forty whatever eighth. But um, exactly. That's so that's what I mean. He's gonna go in the top fifty, and I don't want Scotty Barnes in the top fifty. If he's just outside the top fifty, I'm I'm somewhat interested. But, but again, like, you know, we're talking about guys like, you know, Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris probably going to that range. Like, I think I'd rather have those guys than Scotty Barnes. 
The temperature of the room, I guess, is pretty hot on Scotty Barnes, hotter than I thought, uh, even though I was just in one of those rooms. Uh, the uh, Surprisingly, though, I think where the temperature is not that hot is a guy who finished ahead of him per game values uh, on 8-cat last season, and uh, that's one of my picks in the plateau region uh, as a target, Gary Trent Jr., Gary Trent was really good. It was mostly on the back of elite steals, though, and he had never gotten them before. So the question is, can he get elite steals again? I don't know. Um, that is a great question. Um, steals are really weird, right? It's unusual for, like, an outlier steal season to happen, but it does happen. Um, we've seen... Remember, like, Damari Carroll had, like, a crazy season one year, and then it was just, like fell off the face of the earth yeah there have been, there been a, a few of them uh in the last 10 years where just like some guy randomly got all these steals and then he could never do it again but here's the weird part about trent too like he's three threes a game which is elite mm-hmm. uh, 1.7 steals which is elite 18.3 points which at this part in the draft is really good Pretty good and then like he's not great in anything else. Like he gives you two point seven rebounds and two assists and point three blocks and shoots a bad field goal percentage and a good free throw percentage, but only on three attempts a game, so not super high volume. Um so the steals really are gonna make or break it, right? If you're gonna pick him at seventy five, he's gonna have to get you a steal and a half a game for him to return that value. And I don't wanna do that, right? So he's more of a seventy five to a hundred pick for me, I think. Because I don't know where the steals are going to be. Like, if we're looking per minute, so we take the minutes out of it, he was 1.3, 1.1 the two years before last year, and then he got 1.8 steals per 36 minutes. So it was a strange jump. It was something we didn't really expect, and he can repeat it. I don't know that he can. Yeah. I don't know if he can either, but I think the opportunity is there. He's 23. Maybe he figured something out. I do think there is a little bit of a revert, like, you know, revert to the mean. And we always say that here. Most things in basketball, most of these players, they always revert back to the mean. And his mean is a lot closer to one than it is to two. And so uh, Steele's probably a little bit lower. His field goal percentage is, is you know, for Aaron Roto. Little bit, a little bit problematic because he doesn't do all the other elite things that someone like Fred Van Fleet does. But Garrett Trent Jr. in the um, expert mock draft when the middle of the eighth round, that's pretty good. That's a decent value. I mean, yeah, that's that's probably a bit a bit too low. That's pretty close to pick one hundred. Whereas I think he's probably closer to you know seventy five than he is a hundred for me. I think the temperature is going to be low. On Gary Trent Jr., which is why I'm going to be targeting him in that kind of plan. Well, and here's the other thing you love, right? The the thing we talk about it all the time. The most important stats: minutes, 35 a game. There. See that changing really? Yeah. I guess the only addition here is what Otto Porter. That we that is worth talking about. How many we, minutes did Otto Porter? Here's your trivia question of the day: How many minutes did Otto Porter mm. play per game last year for the Warriors? More than I. Th- I remember him kind of always being on the court and going, "Fuck you." Fuck you, Otto Porter, you son of a bitch. You never played one minute for the Chicago Bulls for the three years we had you, and now you're out here winning championships. I feel like he plays like 23, 24 minutes a game. 
22.2. And so, so I mean, I think people think of Otto Porter like from his Washington days of playing 30 minutes a game, and that's just he's just not there anymore. Um, yeah. You either remember him from that or playing zero minutes a game for the Chicago fucking Bulls, even though he's getting paid a lot of money. Well, you're the only one who remembers that. So okay, the, the city of Chicago remembers. We ain't gonna forget. Don't, um, bother, sorry, don't bother coming on the road game. Chicago, my guy. In Toronto. As far as it, is everybody else, like, sure, Boucher can get you a block a game if you need that stream it. Um, Otto Porter. I mean, he finished 142nd in 22 minutes a game last year because he can do a little bit of everything. But, again, like, that's a streamer. It's not a, not a guy I'm picking in my draft. Yeah, that's more of a if he's on, he's on your bench in a in a bigger league or just a streamer. The upside just isn't there. The minutes are not going to be there unless somebody gets injured. Even then, I don't know. I don't know if the minutes are there. Uh, I I mean, I really want to see uh, a Thadjik Young out there. You know who's going to get a lot of respect? A former Bull who gets a lot of respect is Thadjik Young, who's now in Toronto as well. Um, I'd love to see Thaddeus Young play just like 34 minutes, be in the point. He's getting up there in age, though, and uh, none of that's going to happen. So, shout out Thaddeus Young, though. What a fun, what a fun career for Thaddeus Young. What a what a nice man. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Uh, but I think that's it for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Tyler, uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Harvey Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes if you like the show, rate, review us, or patreon.com slash watching boxes the mock draft results are up there and if you are generous and kind and want to support the show you think you get value out of listening to the show uh we have a some subscriber uh, levels that if you want to throw two dollars a month our way uh, out of your uh, appreciation for the content we bring you uh, we'd be forever grateful thank you to so much to all of our patreons that are out there listening and check out twitch.tv slash watching the box as well i'd like to get something moving on there right before the season starts or during the season i think we're going to be doing it's going to be more of a during the season type of thing unless we get a few mock drafts before the uh for the start of the season so check that out twitch.tv slash watching the boxes and that's it we'll see you next time for another team until then stay safe take it easy and uh god godspeed good night Oh, stop society from falling apart. Something like that? Not everyone. Take it easy.